The Eagles and Giants are beefing things up. What are the Redskins doing? Thanks for joining us on the DMV Sports Roundtable with all our usual voices, Jamal and George and Chris. I'm Dimitri, and we're so glad to have longtime D.C. sports reporter Brian McNally in with us today. Brian is hardly an old man, but he has the resume <laughs> of one, having covered all four pro sports teams in town, a lot of other sports as well. Brian is now part of a new source for your sports information, the sports capital. Brian, uh, you had a look on your face like I was going to suggest you were elderly or something. No, I was going to change that to my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounded awesome. Well, so no, I, it, 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 I mean, I was just thinking about all you've done, and I, I don't have all the specifics, but at one time you were covering like the Nats and Capitals simultaneously. Yes. Washington Examiner, uh, rest, rest in peace. Um, the, I covered the Nats and Caps for five, five or six years. I think five or six years. I did prep sports for them, too, before that. Um, there was, of what, course, uh, 106.7 The Fan and the yeah, Redskins. Yeah, in, in between, I was at the Washington Times for, I think, 10 months, George. Is that, I think that's about right. <laughs> 10 to 11 months, and then and then jumped over to uh, The Fan for uh, three years. Um, did a little freelancing in the fall, and now we're, we're starting the website, sportscapital.com, and um, off to a, a pretty good start there and hoping to, to build an audience. Well, I was just telling you off air, the site looks great. We're going to spend a lot of time digging into w- what you guys are working on. But let's talk some football first. I mean, it almost feels like the skins are naked out here as the other uh, division rivals are beefing up their uh, their forces. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, some might say it's a knee-jerk reaction to the uh, us getting Smith. That's what some people might say, what they said on Twitter. I don't buy that. I think the Eagles threw down the gauntlet. They set the tone. We won the Super Bowl. We will be winning this division for the next five some odd years to come. They laid it down, and they're going to try to separate themselves from everybody else. To this point, I'm not worried about trying to catch them. I don't want to fall behind everybody else. It's almost like in the East, you know it's going to be, well, not this year, but in past years, you know it's going to be LeBron and the Cavs. You want to be that second team. You want to be that last team. So you want to be able to beat out Dallas. You want to be able to beat out the Giants and then maybe be able to contend with the Eagles at some point. The Giants jumped and they got Alex Ogletree, who was a very good uh, middle linebacker from the Rams. So they kind of matched it. Dallas is cap strapped, but you put nothing past Jerry Jones. He'll do whatever he can to try to keep up. My thing is, will Bruce be a little bit too passive? I mean, they will make moves. They usually don't make them this early. So something will happen. But, you know, you know, it's Redskins Nation is going to panic as soon as anybody else does something and we're doing nothing. Here's the thing the about the, the Eagles. Is it, you know, everybody's anointing the Eagles, and I get it. They won the Super Bowl. But right. isn't still isn't the Wentz factor still a big question? How, how so? Yeah, what if he doesn't come back oh. at, at 100%? But that, well, that's why you don't make a move with Foles. That's why they have no reason to I know, but if, let's say, Foles. and I get Foles won the Super Bowl. I understand that. But let's right. be honest. He's going to come back down to earth, you would think. It's possible, but with that defense, yeah. see, the, the thing is this. When you have a solid defense, all oh, we're going back to when the Ravens won the <clears throat> with Trent, with Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. Yeah. You know, that defense won it for them. When Peyton Manning couldn't even get the ball maybe 15 yards down the field to win that Super Bowl, the defense did it for him. So if they, that front seven stays as stout as it is and bringing in Bennett, then Foles can have whatever learning you know, curve or ups and downs he might have early on, but Wentz will be back. You know, it's just a matter of is it week one, two, three, whatever, but he will be back, I believe, if not for the entire season, for the majority of All the season. All in for week one. Where have you heard that before? <laughs> um, please don't remember that. Some bad memories there. Ooh. Brian? The Wentz thing is a little concerning just based on the timing of the injury, I guess. Mm-hmm. If, if he goes down in October, you expect him to be fully healthy. Right, true. It was December, right? Um, yeah, well, mid- four games left, right? Four yeah. games yeah. left, so he should be on on track. Uh, and if he is, it's you know it's perfect for them. I mean, the the big advantage the Eagles have now is obviously they hit they they hit the lottery, right? They get right. a quarterback at a cheap price, and that lets them make moves. Like exactly. Yeah. Bennett. Now they get to do things that other you know even the Redskins with um, Alex Smith probably in the seventeen eighteen million dollar range. Mm-hmm. I think we're hearing so. Um, that's still a lot of money, and you know that they're going to have to figure uh, figure out a way to go after their other weaknesses, and they're a lot. George, I mean, they're, they're, what are we talking about here? Inside <laughs> yeah. linebacker, uh, safety, running, running back, guard, D line, uh, slot, maybe outside corner, yeah. running back, like Doug said. But 
the thing is, they have a, enough money to address some. You don't have they to did. address everything in free agency. Are and you touching Richard is, Sherman? No. Uh, I'm okay with it. I think that that the, the thing that bothers me is he's coming, he's coming off, coming off ACL, and he had another bone spurs removed from the other foot, his heel. So he's dealing with two injuries at his age and then whatever price tag that he's going to bring in. I don't think we don't have the luxury to do that. You have Dunbar, you resign. You have Fabian Moreau, who can we want to see what he has. You can go out and resign to Shazer this week, too. Yeah. You can can bring back Breland if you want. Aaron Colvin is available. Malcolm Brown, or Malcolm Butler, rather, if you want to go with that direction. I don't know how expensive he'll be. But the thing is, the weaknesses you mentioned, they don't all have, they have options to be addressed. In free agency, but there are also plenty of options in the draft sure. at all of those positions. Yes, you're right. So I was curious about the Redskins cap situation. Enlighten me, gentlemen. Where does the team stand? Do they have room to sign a more expensive run stopper or a pass rusher? Maybe Indomitian Sue if he is indeed released by the Miami Dolphins? They've also been said to look at uh, Sheldon Richardson. Uh, you got Dante. Everybody that they struck out on last year, uh, Don Terry Poe. Uh, Benny Logan, Sheldon Richardson, all those guys are in play. They had it set at 49, but that's going to drop once Alex Smith's trade goes through. So they'll probably be looking at maybe 31, 31 mil, 30-something in that range, which is enough to address certain things. You know, uh, Allen Robinson has been a huge name that's been thrown around this week. But if you uh, don't, you know I don't know if I'm touching him. Is nope. he coming up? Huh? You, yes, he's coming, be, he's coming off Isn't ACL. Isn't he coming off ACL also? Yeah. yeah. But he's got yeah. so much upside. He's not, he's not another Terrell Pryor? No. No, the difference, Terrell Pryor is still learning how to be a wide receiver. Allen Robinson is established <laughs> know, as a wide receiver. He's going to take the next step in his, he's only 24. So he's getting into his prime years. And he's going to take the next step to be what's he an gonna, elite what's receiver. What's he going to command on the market? That's a good question. He, he can demand Pretty much well, what he wants, but at ACL, will some teams will you know take a step back? It depends on who you're going up against. Like the 49ers are said to be there, but they just they just resigned they just Goodwin. Resigned Goodwin. Yeah. You've got uh, Pierre, Pierre Garçon making a pretty uh, pretty good dollar over there. So I don't know if they, but they've got a ton of money. You see Pierre recruiting Niles Paul? I did see that yeah. like immediately. Yeah. That took like eight seconds. I love <laughs> Twitter. Like, Offseason off <laughs> uh, football Twitter. Offseason like, tampering. Well, I guess I'm not back. Yeah. Like these guys are breaking yeah. their own but news you, at this point. Do you see, notice that every time someone gets cut from the Redskins, Pierre is on it? Yeah. He's on Twitter immediately with some sort of response. So he's always checking. But if they don't get Allen Robinson, I like uh, Paul Richardson from uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Albert Wilson, some people don't like him, but I think to bridge the gap between Smith and the other wide receivers, he's played with Smith. He can bring you some outside speed. So that's something that you might look at. Those guys are not that expensive. Uh, you got my, I don't want Mike Wallace. I want Darius else. Geis if he falls to the Redskins in the draft at number 13, switching gears a little bit from free agency. Yeah. I don't know that he will. Uh, you got to suspect, say, Saquon Barkley, if he's not the first pick, he'll be in that top three or four. I think Geis. I'm praying that he's the first pick. Who? Yeah. I, the Browns got to do us a favor. Oh, not go to the Because I don't, I don't, I, we're not, I don't want to deal with Barkley and Elliott in the same in the division. division. I see. But if you're smart. The Why? Browns you've got, can take you've got Fat Rob one. and you've got Samaje. What? Well, you're they, right they, up come there. on, man, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're smart, you take him number one. You got number one and number four if you're the Browns. Yeah. Giants are not taking the quarterback at two. The Colts are not taking the quarterback at three. So you can get the top running back and have your pick of Darnold or whoever you like mm. at number four. Yeah. You get both of your guys and you do us the favor of keeping Barkley out of the NFC East. Yeah, I. But it's still clean. I'm with that. Um, what? Let me ask you this: Say the scenario, and I don't see this happening. But say the scenario comes down to the Redskins at number thirteen. You have Baker Mayfield sitting there no. and Darius Geis. No, 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 no. You'd rather no, 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 no. <clears throat> quarterback to me, and we're gonna get into this because I saw this. You don't, so you don't think quarterback this, first not, round? There's no need. I there's so many other needs. If I'm looking at that scenario, I would. I got you with Geis. Well, let's put Vetavia. Payne, yeah. Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, Rasan mm-hmm. Evans, put them in there and then, you know, make a choice that goes to what do you address in free agency? 
it's a little more likely they address the defensive line because of Poe and Logan and, and Richardson and those guys that you can plug in, maybe even Sue, depending on what happens with him. You've got options. If they address that, then you can go to Geis if you don't address running back because the, the options at running back are a lot more limited when it comes to free agency. I yes. would much rather them go the route with this draft class was much deeper. I'll take either the Georgia running backs, too. So yeah, you can Michelle take Michelle. Chubb you can take Chubb. Second second round. Round. Yeah. I, I, Rashad Penny. Yep. Uh, um, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a handful of guys that you can get. John Kelly. Yeah, as well I like him out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, guys would be nice right there, but you don't have to. You know, if you can address, let's say if you don't get, re-sign Zach Brown. Roquan Smith, he was red flagged. I'm not sure exactly what. His uh, issues medicals, are, yeah. yeah, at the combine. Although, I'm not let's, sure what let's, that is. Uh, John, I was out there last year. So, so was Jonathan Allen, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a guy and they drop to slide. I mean, Jonathan Allen was going in the top five. That was a lock. And, and then, then all of a sudden, ah, oh, he's got right. the shoulders. I'm not yeah. sure. Suddenly, you got a guy that looked like could play in some Pro Bowls and at some point. And so, two others, Maurice Hurst, yep. who could slide. We're not sure. You could address that. Billy Price, the often the the guard slash center from uh, Ohio State who was highly tied. He got hurt at the combine. I don't know if he slides. But then at 13, the offensive lineman from Notre Dame, who showed out pretty well this yeah. weekend. If he's there at 13, so you address that. That is where the quarterbacks actually help the Redskins in a certain way. Right. Because if you have six quarterbacks, and I don't know, these guys slip and slide as pro days come and go. But if you get five or six quarterbacks in the top 13, right. that's pushing the other exactly. position players yeah. down to you. That, you that may get the left year. guard from Notre Dame. Right. You may get you know somebody that you did not expect to be there. Along with the did red you go flex. To combine last, did you go this year? I didn't go this year. Yeah. Uh, ben did for our oh, site, okay. Ben right. Standing. Right. But um, but yeah, we um, you know that's you were out there for the J, J extension last year. Oh, what a nightmare that was! Yeah, yeah. yeah we had we had four. That was the McLuhan. Yeah, Scott yeah, McLuhan yeah. Didn't, wasn't there, and we had to find that out because the team normal. wouldn't tell us. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> I was like, people were like, "Have you talked to your GM yet?" And I was like, "No, I don't know that he's in the city." Yeah. So right, right. let me go. I was like James Bond wandering the convention <laughs> Streets, center yeah. looking for him. But yeah, we had four stories break for the Redskins yep. after 10 p.m. Wow. Uh, at the combine last year. This, Everybody this was year, at the little, bar. Little quieter. Yeah, the bar was essentially where you. <laughs> Mm. Did, did, your did your work. That's where everybody was, where all the coaches were. Speaking of uh, McLuhan's absence, uh, yep. does that front office have the scruples to put things together? I don't I know, know that's a very loaded what? loaded question. But. Nobody knows what goes on in there. Yeah. It's, um, I'm not sure track record isn't. You know, they, they, look, they've drafted better uh, the last couple of years, even even without McLuhan. I mean, the, the, I, the Bruce last, Allen draft a couple of years ago yeah, was good. La- last year, I, I think they used his board. Yes. Because some of the guys, that's, especially, that's especially Anderson, is definitely prototypical of what, as a quote-unquote football player, what he looks for. So I do, I do think he left some work, you know, hanging up somewhere before he left. They did use some and of his. And you would board. think because I don't know if I'd give anybody else that much credit for some of those picks, no. right? Last year, if it were, if it weren't, if it wasn't his board, if it wasn't his board, because if you right. Monte Nicholson is the type of player that he would draft, yeah. mm-hmm. football Posley player. is the type of player that he would draft, yep. Fabian Moreau kind An of filling their lap, guy yeah. who exactly yeah, that. So all those guys just kind of fit the mold. Of and by the what way, he looks isn't for. he? What's he doing for Cleveland? Right? Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, and now, uh, so he may they may take Barkley. Consulting. They, yeah, if he's, they, if they he's in the room, they should. I mean, they have their pick. You can do whatever you want. Why not take the best player available? Because you need a running back. Crowell's gone. Yeah. They like Duke Johnson, but Duke Johnson's not an every down back. He's your third down guy. So get someone dynamic like Barkley. If you want to take the top quarterback, you can still do that at number four. Do you think the Giants wouldn't take a quarter? I mean, Eli's 38. Yeah, see, I don't put it past the Giants. But you know what? But then you're still getting the second best quarterback. Yeah, well, I'm going off of what I saw last week and what was being said that Gettleman Gettleman's all is, is all in with Eli, and, and, and it makes it seem like it gives you the feel that they wouldn't I, go. I know, but like I don't. Do you think you with, don't have to go to number one though? True, it's, but a, it's I'm a saying, deep enough quarterback class. You can get a, they can go in the second round if they want. Yeah, but yeah, but I, you could also argue that Eli is obviously on He's his on way. Decline. But and now when you have this spot at two. Yeah. You pass this it is up. your shot. Right. Right. This is your shot to get. But what else do you got? Older or but whatever. You you got an O line to address. Yeah. You got other things to address. Realistically, uh, what do you think? How much longer for Eli? I have no uh, idea. I'll two, say two years. Two years, two yeah. two years seems fair. Because you you bring, however you do it, you bring in his even if it's second, third round guy. Yeah. yeah. You bring in another young quarterback. Well, who did they draft last year? Was that 
not Peterman. They uh, drafted Davis, Webb, right? Davis Webb, Webb last year. And that, so that I don't know what be. they have with Davis. Uh, I don't think they tickets. Not selling tickets. No, you're, you're not selling no. tickets with him. But this this might be a full rebuild too. I mean, you got Kirk, a new yeah. GM, right. you know, new. Coach. And at number two, you, you can, can you can trade back because they probably need those extra picks. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to rebuild other other areas because they do have that. But speaking of quarterbacks, I saw something last night and J.P. Finley kind of, you know, put the stamp on it that people upstairs, somebody, I don't know who, I don't know if it's last name Snyder. Oh, I saw this. But uh, likes Lamar Jackson. And that, I, that struck me as interesting. I mean. It could be nonsense because it could be a bunch of B.S. I don't know what it is because there's a lot of posturing going on well, at this, at time this of point year, yeah. at this time Everybody's of year. throwing out things. Agents are throwing out. But a lot at, of at 13, why? Why would you? You know, it depends on when you get them. Let's say if you get them at 13, it makes no sense because you've got Alex Smith for at least guaranteed two years. How about this? Here's a crazy scenario. What you talk to Drew Brees in these next four days? Who? The Redskins. Talk to him about what? You haven't signed How's anything. How's it with going? Alex Smith <laughs> what, what, what are they talking about? You haven't done anything with Alex Smith yet. I like why would the, I want? Drew I like Reeves? the four years in between. I <laughs> like the, I like the gap, thirty-eight to thirty-four. Yeah, no, why do I? Why I don't want Drew Brees? I'm just right asking. Now. No, no, but it, no. we're just talking. Georgia, here. No, no, if they no, no. didn't make, if they hadn't had that plan B, and Kirk just walked, and they were like, "Well, now yeah. we're obviously they did everything they could. Yeah. Not they gave up a lot to yeah. not. They might scramble. have that happen. They might have scrambled for that." Because you then you're starting throwing you're throwing hail marys. Right? Yeah. You're just going. We need a quarterback. Exactly we got to right. do something. I, I just don't, I don't understand where right. the Lamar Jackson narrative comes from. I don't. You know. I, I see it. Uh, one one question I there. No Lamar Jackson. Where do you go to school? Louisville. All right. Where the head coach go to school? Where is he? Uh, a little legend. He might yeah. be more clued in than uh, than most people. Not, not I'm, I'm stretching there, but I mean, yeah, I mean that, I've, there I've is seen, an obvious this connection. This is a get careful with this room because I, I I'm a Jay Gruden guy, and mm-hmm. this, like a lot of the people that's on your right side there just <laughs> oh, get there. after me all week, all lot the time. <laughs> and one person on your right <laughs> at just, me next you know. time, at me, George. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's I give Jay a lot more credit. How about this than a lot of people in this room? That's I'm with fair. You. I'm with you. That's fair. Okay. See, now that's nice and civil. That's a fair assessment situation. But, you know, in that scenario, my thing is you have Alex for two years. And then some people on Twitter are making the argument, and I don't know why I got into it with people last night. It's past my bedtime. But, <laughs> you know, they, well, you've got Alex, too. He can be under Alex for two years. I don't know if Lamar, you can keep Lamar Jackson on the sidelines for two years. For two. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he's learning and he gets up to a slower start, his talent, his ceiling is so high. It, how can you keep a talent like that on the sidelines for that long? The, There's the, going to be a time he's going to eat into Alex Smith at some point the, if you do that. The combo doesn't make sense. Like it If you're doesn't. committing to Alex Smith right. as your guy into his late 30s, um, that means you think the group around him, at least you can somehow push into at right. least playoff contention, if not like legitimate Super Bowl contention. Mm-hmm. So if that's your philosophy as an organization... Uh, taking a first-round pick that could be a starter elsewhere, yeah. and just having him hang out on the bench, Aaron Rodgers style. Or even if you get him in the in the second round, well, that would Lamar be, could very well, yeah, fall to the second round. I don't know. I just think they just need so much that if they you, need you, so you've much answered more. your quarterback, you, you you'd like to think you've answered your that quarterback question, yeah. right? Which is why I don't understand, you know, and I will never understand as a Redskins fan why these things get floated out there, and then and then you think it's oh that. that they could be thinking that, but then it gets confirmed that somebody in, in the organization there's a lot is, of that around is thinking here. this. But there's no way this so could be happening, right? So you actually have to address There's these. no way you'd think your 29-year-old quarterback in his prime would let hit the streets, right? No way. Well, they botched that. So, I mean, that's, that's just, they, they botched it, and it just is what it is. Yeah, and their best – to me, they did their best rebounding in getting Smith. That's the best they could do to get past that. They messed it up. They kind of put a little Band-Aid on it and something that you continue to win games and move me, on from that. Hey, let me throw this out to you, Brian, too. The uh, You saw D'Angelo Hall this week on oh, yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Yep. Did Bruce send him up there with all those comments about Cousins in the locker room and things like that that he didn't, he wasn't committed? Oh, kind of, no, no. And, and in fact, he he had told uh, Ben Sandig of, of the Sports Capital last week at, a, at an event, a radio station event, um, the same exact kind of script. Oh, okay. So... I, Okay, so I don't know for sure, but I think I think D'Angelo kind of felt that way anyway. He he was um, you can see D'Angelo is transitioning into front office mode, sure, and you can see it. I mean, George, you talked to him television like, mode too, or television mode, but he he seems all in. I saw a report somewhere, and I, I I'm blanking on where, so I, maybe it was Sports Illustrated, but I'm not sure that he was in on the cornerback meetings and the defensive back meetings at the combine, 
with it with the oh group. no kidding I didn't see that so I, he's always said front office interests him mm-hmm. and TV and is that's there. Bruce's guy he's not letting he's yeah. if he if he's going to go that route right I mean well, I've, start I've, start there right? every time we've had a conversation about D'Angelo I always say I want him on this staff yeah if you miss anything from him as a player it's his presence in that locker room and if he can produce on the field and it's time to hang him up give him a job in the clipboard, put him in that room with, mm-hmm. his, with the corners and the safeties and let him lead those DBs. And he'll be great he, in that locker. He'll be great I know he says he wants to play, but do you really think he'd pick up and go play somewhere else now? No. It wouldn't I, make I think he sense. would, I I think so either, he would right? retire and, and take a front office yeah. job, yeah. honestly. And he's one of those guys, you can go through the locker room and talk to different guys and get their opinions on stuff. And they obviously they all know a lot. But D'Angelo, like I heard him break down. I did a story for the Richmond Times-Dispatch on... His thoughts on Kendall. Another Fuller. outlet, by the way. Another outlet. Yeah. <laughs> one more. <laughs> like, on the like put sound one more on the bio. <laughs> uh, so I did that in December on uh, on D'Angelo, and I talked about Kendall Fuller, the season he had. Obviously, you know now now with the Chiefs, or will mm-hmm. be with the Chiefs soon. Yeah. Um, and he was breaking him down and breaking down his game and and saying, you know, I think he could play outside at some point. I think this is a guy that you know could be a starter for a long time. He was very. Um, it was a front office Details. conversation. It was yeah. not a player conversation yeah. and I found that fascinating and it kind of lent lends itself to maybe that's the direction he's going to go um, well, I think he, that'd be good if he decides not you know maybe yeah. he could come back if they and need I'm depth, sure he's talked to Bruce already about that yeah I don't he think. knows his options yeah right? yeah I think that's a good fit for him definitely is not to overlook though the substance of what D Hall was saying I mean do you think there are a lot of other guys in the locker room that looked at Kirk Cousins as already looking beyond the Redskins or just not committed or not caring I, I would think so I, I think wouldn't so. put it past that yeah so. when you get 53 guys Demetri 60 with a practice squad and yeah. all that you you get varied opinions which is why football locker rooms are kind of fun because you can kind of yeah, go around yeah. and, and get different different opinions in a way you don't in hockey and baseball and the NBA probably too. And I, I think you would get there would be some sentiment for that. Not not that he, not that they would say he wasn't trying his hardest or putting his full effort in, but or, just or that, even was poison in the locker yeah, room oh, or something yeah, like that. I don't, that. Think, oh, yeah, so. no, I, I don't think his offense his offensive linemen I think no. liked him and were on were on. Um, his side and liked having him and liked his you know competitiveness and all that, um, but they also all know it's a business yeah. and so I think they they saw the business side for Kirk maybe conflicting with um, the long term interests of the team and they I think as players they get that and that's ever you know Trent Williams has had that and anyone who gets paid in this league has had that conflict um, but it's not necessarily the best thing for the team and so I think there'd right. be a lot of guys who would say well we'll we like Kirk. We lo- you know, bringing in a guy like Alex Smith makes it easier to take, mm-hmm. and and we'll go we'll go from here and wish him the best. But I don't I don't think it's a negative thing. I just think no. that you know. And how many times did we see it? And we mentioned it last year. Just little things like not taking the shot, you know, downfield or not, you know, scrambling when you need to. The, the, the mindset of decisions. yeah, the mindset of I'm not going to be the reason right. we lose this game is not going to lie. George, George remember that press conference? It was fascinating. It was. Uh, it was Jay, maybe it was on the same day, it could have been a couple days later, but it was Jay saying, like, essentially, Kirk needs to take more shots, take some yeah. chances. And Kirk later came to the podium and was like, well, if I took as many chances as Jay, Jay wanted me right. to, yeah, I, I would throw 50 yes. touchdown passes. Same I'd day. Also it was have a th- Wednesday. It was a Wednesday, <laughs> right? Same, same day. day. So yep. I'd also throw 30 picks. Like, so what do you want me to do? You right. want me to throw the yeah, touchdown passes in the pit? And that was that right away told me, that they were not, not that they weren't on the same page, but there was a philosophical difference. Mm-hmm. Jay mm-hmm. wants a little more, um, you know, which is interesting because I don't know that Alex Smith is considered a, a necessarily a gunslinger, but he no. probably has. I think he'll that take more shots. Well, though, you know what? We've does. had this discussion before when, when they first made the trade. I think Alex is a player that does what's asked of him. When he first got to the Chiefs, it was the Jamal Charles show. So they basically, didn't have the weapons yet. Exactly. Right. So basically. You throw it, hand it off to Jamal. They didn't have uh, a Tyreek Hill. You had a uh, Bo, who was a much different big body receiver. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was don't mess it up. They had a very good defense. So he was in the mode of just don't screw it up. But now, last year, when you bring in a Tyreek Hill and you've got Kelsey who can stretch the field and a Kareem Hunt as a running back who can get downfield in the passing game. You've got to let it go. And I know it's last season. And he was very accurate when he did go downfield. He let it go a lot more last year than he did in prior years. And I think and it looked like Andy 
said, look, we're going to switch up the offense because the weapons we have now does not go with the dink and dunk sort of offense that we had, you know, from years ago. Now, the pad, the screen game, yes, you can do that with Hill and, and, and Hunt. Even Kelsey can get on a bubble screen. And now Chris Thompson right. plays into that person. So mm-hmm. you had to go downfield more with those guys, yeah. and I saw him do that. So I think he can do it. That, he just was asked of him. That also tells me that then the Redskins need to be all in on a legitimate receiver, like a legitimate right. downfield threat. Go with Josh I think, Doxon. I think Paul and, Richardson fits that. Okay. He fits and, that mold. And they have the more than Allen? He fits the mold of the speed receiver. Mm-hmm. Allen is, he's not similar to, he has some similarities to Doxon. He's a lot more polished. He's, he's He is a legit receiver, legit number one receiver. And he can get 50-50 balls. He can separate, yeah. you know, he can make tough catches. So he can do all of that. He doesn't have the long speed or quickness that Paul Richardson has. Paul Richardson has made a lot of big plays downfield, especially when Russell Wilson gets out of the pocket and is able to extend and plays. Alex Smith can do that more than Kirk could do that. And he's the type of guy that you need you know, to go downfield. Sammy Watkins is out there, but I'm not that big on Sammy Watkins. He's a one-trick pony mm-hmm. to me. And for what he probably wants in salary, yeah, you, can, you can draft somebody you know, to get that. I would like DJ Moore from Maryland. Oh man, I think he fits. George, that like I didn't understand what anyone in co- I don't know anything about college football because I really Maryland's not very good. We right. don't pay attention to it as much. <laughs> but this year I did watch every Maryland game, and I was looking and I was like, this kid's the best receiver in the Big Ten. Yeah. He's playing with his third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, wh- what are we doing here? How how is no one talking about this guy as yeah. a second or third round yeah. pick? He's and doing now he's like a first round. Yeah, he went he's, to the combine to the first, yeah, yeah, he jumped into the first round. Yeah. What held him back is those years of, first of all, I, was he there when C.J. Brown was there? I've lost uh, track, to be honest no, with you. I, I think he was I think straight he was up after. a th- Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Diggs was there with, with C.J., right? Yes. Who, right. C.J. cannot throw the ball for right. nothing. Yeah. But then you have this rotation of quarterbacks that just keep getting injured, keep getting injured, and you have a run-first offense. Because they had Ty Johnson. You have uh, all these, they had at least yeah. three or four different running backs. Lorenzo Harrison. Lorenzo Harrison. So yeah. you got a bunch of different running backs that they're rolling in and out. You've got uh, Pigram who can run the football, Kazim can run the football. So they were almost a run first offense, and, and getting the ball downfield to DJ was a second thought. Or they would put him in a short passing game, would be an extension of their running game. And he would have to make things happen in the secondary run after catch. So physical, though. Like, he reminds yeah. me almost of Pierre, George. Like, yeah. Yes, right? he has he got, got, the, he's got, got that those feel. Instincts. He's and, got that feel. I mean, I, that would be look, if you went, I don't know if uh, obviously he's kind of in the first round conversation. If he was there in the second round, I'd snatch him up right away. Uh, in the second. In the second, yeah, I think, you, I think you have to get a guy like that. Um, yeah, do you, I mean, it depends, like you said before, it depends on how the board goes. You know, last year, there was a, a people jumped up to get quarterbacks, and that along with the the red flags you mentioned earlier medically with Allen, yep. but you know that helped with the run on quarterbacks to kind of push him down our way. So there's a similar run. There are a lot of safeties and corners that could you can make a run on in the first and running backs. So there's a couple of different positions that could force some talent to fall down to 13. I'm not opposed to them them trading back. And if they do trade back, the first team will call is Buffalo. The Buffalo's got two ones, two twos. Yeah, see, I thought about that. If the quarterback, if people that need quarterbacks or things like that start slipping, yeah. or like Brian was saying earlier, if the people that snatch up the quarterbacks, you get a lot of quality guys fall to 13, yeah. that you could have a lot of people calling. They and could, if you can turn probably. it into a couple of picks, if the guy you, that you love is not there. And Buffalo needs a quarterback. So let's say there's a run and Rosen somehow gets pushed down to 13. Or someone likes Allen, or Ooh. someone likes Rudolph, yeah. or Lamar Jackson, I'm leaving him. If if someone likes one of those guys, and they're there at 13, you're going to get a lot of calls. And mm-hmm. if Buffalo was one of those teams, like I said, they got two first-rounders, they got two second-rounders. You can try to parlay that into something and really come back that, with that, a return. And that's a McLuhan move, but I would, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love, yeah. you know, look... Yeah, we can get a guy at 13, but we can also get maybe two starters two out of this. Exactly. Yeah. Late first round, early second round pick, whatever you want to do. And I think we'll see what they do next week, too. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll I get mean, better. Free agency will determine yeah. a lot of this. Right. And I don't, I don't think that 
you know, a lot of fans want them to be aggressive. And there's two different types of aggression to me when it comes to free agency. Being there's, aggressive. There's Albert Hainsworth aggressive. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, there's aggressive in terms of making splash deals and, and spending a boatload of money. Or is being aggressive in making three to four very solid signings, starting guys or depth that can help your team. You're being aggressive in that way also. It doesn't always mean going out and spending a boatload of money. You don't have to do that to be aggressive and try to keep up yeah. with, with, with what's going on. And they they were pretty good. I mean, they got Zach Brown, good yeah. fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if obviously I think come he, back, but I don't know. I, I I was optimistic about it. I think when he said he wanted. Third, top three money. Top three linebacker money. Isn't that money. what it was last year? Yeah. Similar. But see, this is the thing with me. Is he in better standing this year than he was last year? Last year he was coming off a Pro Bowl, and he still lasted way into free yeah. agency and picked up a one-year deal. I say worse. It's, I say exactly. Worse. I say worse standing. Because, because he, he missed games. Wasn't a Pro Bowler, missed games. Right. Um, kind of got exposed in the passing game a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. than, And maybe it was the way they were using him, but... Um, He's a tackler. He's not necessarily yeah. a downfield. I mean, not to take anything guy. away. I mean, I love him on this team, mm-hmm. but it's not at that price point. Right? No, not at that price point at yeah. all. You know, if he, if someone is willing to give him that, then all the best of luck to him and that team. But I don't know if that's necessarily what he's going to get. Now, there's nothing wrong to player. There's nothing wrong with a player trying to get as much as they can and having the belief in their ability that this is my value. I think my value is here, mm-hmm. but the market will tell you very quickly where your value lies. Yep. And the longer it goes, the lower your value gets. And it, it kills me sometimes when guys in a free, free agency for weeks, almost a month after free agency has started, and their numbers are still way up here. Brother, they told you. The market has dictated <laughs> okay. to you that so three you're not in. going to get that. <laughs> you see Junior Gallette's tweet today? About, no, I, I didn't, didn't see it today. Please don't tell me it's, it's another Niles Paul situation. No, I just pulled it up. No, 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 I just pulled it up. He says, what's so crazy about these trades is that if Breland stays with the Redskins, we would have the best secondary in the league. Huh. We. Uh, okay. I like the Ooh. we. All right. Well, maybe. maybe. Not on, on paper? But he's the, he always puts stuff out D- there. So Junior may have no market, though. I mean, coming yeah, off no. the Achilles and not, you know, doing a, he had a well, minimal impact, right, last year? I, I, but I, I've seen. Well, see, that's not him. That was them being Scheme. cautious with him. Mm-hmm. Because when they let him loose, you saw flashes of the Junior Galette that you 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 saw in in New Orleans. And maybe it takes another. Is Trent Murphy a free agent? Yeah. Yes. But so to that, me, he's kind of. I don't know what to do with Trent. I don't either. Because your best year, there's an asterisk by that. Yeah. You have a PED, you know, suspension when you had your best year out of nowhere. Right. It was nine sacks. Yep. And you had been doing probably nothing for the you know the kinda, years prior to that. Yeah. So I'm still not sure exactly what he is. You know, they did ask him to gain weight, lose weight. You know, they kind of got him through that. And that was, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that. Maybe that's why he used the PEDs. I don't know. But when you used it, you had your best season. What are you without it? I don't know. But I know I see Galette rounding into form. Now, he could have a market. Tamba Ali may not be back. And Kansas City may have a, a spot for him. Derek Johnson... The other pass rusher, Tom Bali, they might not be back. But you'll know pretty and quick. And they're getting too. old. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll, you'll know quick. You'll too. know quick if Junior, like, he seems like a guy that's going to take a week or two. Like, he'll they'll get yeah. to him, but it won't be in the first, the frenzy, the first couple right. of hours. Yeah, no, right. because he's not going to, he's not going to demand, a, I, he shouldn't demand a whole lot yeah. of money. I think he's a little bit more. He keeps saying he wants to play. If they don't and, have, and that's the and, thing and for and me. That's fine. I mean, that's why I think you're right. He's not going to demand a lot of money. We if they have about a spot for him here, he'll take it. If not, yeah. fine. He heard Doug say they offered Zach Brown, but who knows what that means. Yeah. yeah. An right. offer could mean anything. It could right. be a low buck. It could be whatever. I mean, I think Zach is also one of those players that wants to get to the market. Mm-hmm. So you can offer him whatever you want right now. If he thinks he's third, you know, top three linebacker material in, in terms of getting the contract, then he's not going to take anything now. Right. He's going to see what the market bears, and then maybe he might come back to whatever deal they put on the table. With him, like you said, it's playing time. That's it. He's not in it for the payday. He wants to earn the payday, mm. and that's what I like about Junior. He'll earn the payday. Just let him play, and that, that's up to Minuski and, and whatever he wants to do in Tom Sula to figure out how to, when they let him loose, he was around the quarter. Whether he got to him or not, he was around the quarterback. He just has a way to be around the quarterback. And if you don't know what you're going to do with Murphy, 
you can never have too many pass rushes. So I think that whatever he comes back for, it, it, they're not going to make a big priority of him because they know that eventually down the line they can get to him and they'll pr- he'll probably take whatever they offer. Not whatever, but he'll pr- probably take a, a team-friendly deal possibly. Issue with Brown, too. Same thing that running backs face. Yeah. Veteran running backs, veteran inside linebackers. The, the, just the position, teams don't want to pay. Yeah, no. Dollars, right? right, no. You may get top three inside linebacker money, but that's you got to be really, really, really impactful yeah. to get to get that kind you of gotta cash. you got to be Luke so, Keekly, you right, know, right. And that it, sort of and level. And, he's, and Zach is not there. He's, he's a good player. He's a good tackler, a good you player. Know, but, but he's, I mean, he's not that, Ryan Shazier. You know, yeah. when, when yep. he was healthy, he's not Luke Keekly. He's not one of those guys. He's on the next tier, possibly, but he's not up there with those guys. Let me reference something from the sportscapital.com, your top story. The sure. Redskins are taking a big chance again by relying on Jordan Reed's health. Yeah. They could protect themselves by drafting a tight end. Yeah. Your colleague, so uh, Ben Standing. Please right. head over to the sportscapital.com and subscribe. Five ninety nine dollars <laughs> a month. Uh, we get six-month plans and all that if you guys want to check it out. But Ben's story essentially isn't, isn't a shot at Jordan Reed so much as the plan of not being ready when Jordan with his track record, sure. may not be on the field. And if right. he's not on the field, we get Vernon Davis has really saved them the last couple of years yeah. and, and been, and been uh, an impactful player. The problem is, at some point, age catches up. Exactly. I, and Vernon exactly. is, no one is in better shape, no right. one works harder in the offseason, but... Um, Father you know, Time is undefeated. Father yeah, Time is undefeated. I, mean, yeah. I think Ben says that exact thing in yeah. the story. Like, Father Time's undefeated, and Vernon's going to be 34. He can't be your primary no. Jordan Reed insurance plan. And Sprinkle Jeremy is not, Sprinkle is he's not a different Reed, kind of player. Yeah, he's a right? different kind of guy. He's, not, so, he's more in-line blocker than he is receiver. So, in that case, do you... And, and Ben kind of argues for a couple of different guys in the draft. Mm-hmm. Would you go after like a third-round tight end? Would you go after somebody that you know could be a pass-catching guy that may slip a little bit that, that you could use? Obviously, Niles Paul... Yeah. Doesn't look like he's coming, he's coming back. back right. So, I mean, to me, it, it all depends on uh, what they address. Because it, when you look at everything that we laid out, the positions, tight end, it, it's important. But third round, it would have to be somebody that, like you said, got pushed down with a first round grade on him or something like yeah. that. Otherwise, I'll address that between rounds four and six or, or five to seven. As they did last year. Right. right. With, yeah. yeah. Because the other positions, depending on what you do in free agency, are much more important right now. You know, you can get by on what they have for at least this season. You know, with all things, you know, being equal, hopefully, you know, Vernon stays healthy. Maybe you see some sort of progression of development and sprinkle, but that's not something I will put in the first three rounds. Now that's that's just me. Yeah, no, that's fair. And it, it was it was kind of a he was kind of prodding a discussion there because it again when you have the healthy Jordan Reed, you give me the Jordan right. Reed from a couple of the Pro Bowl Jordan Reed, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling mean, with that all day. He's the number one receiver. He's that, a, that's the thing, but yeah. you never know which one's going to show up and, when he and goes, for how long. And when he goes down, his concussion history, well-documented. Right. And when he, if if and when he goes down, even in a good year, George, right? He's playing 12, 14 yeah, games. He's, not, he's yeah. still missing a couple. Of all seasons for him to be healthy, this is the one. Yeah. Well, they shut he it could, down last year, and he had, you know, he was it wasn't right from the beginning because he was overcompensating. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, Alex Smith loves yeah. his tight ends. Yeah, all he's got to do, read if he reach out to Jason to Travis Kelsey, he will let him know how much Smith will feed him. Travis Kelsey, where he is now, to me, is a big part due to. Alex Smith. Let's say Jordan plays 14 games. Let's say he's pretty much healthy all year. Okay. Um, is he getting 80 catches? 12 touchdowns again? Is he close to that level? Who? With Who Alex Smith? Who? With Jordan. Oh, with, if with, Alex, he, with, with Alex, Alex Smith, if he plays 14 games? Yeah, if, he play, if you get 14 so. out of Oh, I think so. I think so. so. Especially with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith is not going to see. Kirk would kind of force it because he doesn't have any trust on with Doxon and some of the guys on the outside. Right. It's a clean slate with Smith. He doesn't know any of these people. He can he get a fresh start and a rapport with all of them. And he's he likes to feed his tight ends, but he's not going to force it to him. So if he gets that sort of production, it will be through the flow of the offense. It will be organically, but he can't do it. 
and, and Smith can definitely uh, provide that for them. So, I wanted to read that story about Jordan Reed. I clicked on it, Brian, and it says, this is for our semi-annual <laughs> members. So, it's a great introduction to your site and what you're trying to do. Do you think people are absolutely sick of pop-up ads, and so they'll pay the six y- bucks and, y- and I, get quality content that way? That's your gamble. That's our hope, Dimitri, is that it, it's a very, um, uh, and Todd Dibas, um designed the site for us and is is the managing editor and he, that's his thing. He's good at that and the site is clean. You're not getting ads. You're not getting the um, you know, you go to some podcast and you want to listen to it but you got to deal with a whole lot of other nonsense. We all know how those sites work sometimes and that business model to us isn't sustainable. I mean, it's not it's not reader friendly, right? right so, right. you're trying to develop a site where readers can come in be part of a community and be able to uh, to not have to deal with some of that other stuff that that ancillary ad based. It even changes how you cover teams because you do more of the clickbait stuff of like uh, mm-hmm. you know that that we know the, some of the national websites are known for. We're trying to stay away from that stuff. We're trying to right. be hyper local. We're going to cover our four DC teams here. We have the experience to do it with the three guys on staff. And uh, we're all credentialed. We're all set, ready to go. And um, hopefully, there's a demand for that. We, we think there is. We think there's a niche there in the market to um, to kind of make our own our own voice. And hopefully, that works out. I think there is. I think there should be more of that. And I think that's something that we try to do is stay away from the over sensationalized stories that you get in almost every other outlet yeah. in this city. So you try to stay away from that. And I, I think there should be more. Outlets, and I'm glad you guys have that platform of not going with the clickbait because I think we're all falling into that, and you're not getting the substance that you should get, you know, that, from those sort of platforms. Sub- substantive analysis is kind of what we're trying to do. And right. Three um, very credentialed veteran. There you go. DC people, we've guys. all been around the yeah. teams. You know, Todd and Ben have been around the Wizards. Uh, I've covered Redskins, Caps, Nats, obviously, and it's just now that it, you just it was a good, that, it was a good group. I think, I good think Ben and I follow each other on Twitter. Oh, go. good. Yeah. Oh, good. there you go. Well, under my Twitter name, but it's not my name, boy. <laughs> I'm with you. We're hoping, Dimitri, that it kind of it's. It, we've had a good first almost two weeks now. You're hoping the demand is there, and that we'll see. We're also like one of a lot of different in different markets around the country. Uh, people trying this kind of model. Mm-hmm. So we're another data point, and and if that's where the business can shift to in the future, if it does, I think that'd be great. If it doesn't. Um, You'll find out. Five ninety nine. You can do. You can do a yearly subscription. Uh, you can do a six month subscription for thirty bucks mm-hmm. um, a month. So a little discount there if you want to do a six month subscription. I think there will be the demand for it. We're, we're hoping, but that, it's up to us too. We have to provide the coverage that people go. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm willing to pay for that. It's right. not just about the site. It's about the coverage. Too. And no fewer than three podcasts. Yeah, we'll have a podcast for each team. Um, okay. You know, we'll have a, a, a well, cap than four. Yeah, yeah, we'll have four. Honestly, wow. we'll have four. We haven't done much with the Nats yet, just because uh, Todd was in spring training for a couple of days, got some good stuff. But um, you know, they're they're still down in Florida, so we'll we'll get them when they come home in a couple of weeks. Um, but otherwise, you know, after a Caps game, I'll I'll do a podcast, kind of recapping it. It's good for the the folks in the morning at, mm-hmm. at six a.m. You're on the metro, or you're you're just trying to listen to. Maybe you missed the late night. Uh, didn't ha- didn't have the ability to stay up and watch the Kings Caps play at you know one a.m. last <laughs> which, night, uh, which I did, and uh, it was a it was debacle. A, it but didn't yeah. go well. The last two have not not gone too well. This California trip for the Caps, but that's the kind of thing we're we're trying to bring people. You know, good good podcast, good discussion, in depth stuff. Um, you know, one on one interviews with players, stuff like that. That can that can all be part of the site. So um, you know, it's check it out if if you want. It's it's a good uh, off to a good start anyway. What would you say is the most compelling sports story right now? Now we have the Skins far removed. They're they're just starting right. their free agency and draft. The uh, Wizards, of course, and Capitals well into their seasons, about to head to the postseason, and the Nats on the the precipice here of a new season. Does any particular team excite you? The most compelling. It's kind of annoying to say this because we just went through this with Kirk, but we got a full year of Bryce Harper stuff coming up, right? Oh, yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's probably the most compelling to me. Where the Nats go with that? I don't. Obviously, they're all in for a championship this year, so it's mm-hmm. not like they can trade him at the deadline or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Um, that, to me, is the most compelling because the, the future of the franchise kind of yep. um, hangs on that a little bit. And then their their young guys, like, it, do their young guys break through this year mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe make them think, hmm, 
Maybe we don't need to spend four hundred million on you, one player. They, you also got to keep in mind too. They got to try. They got to try and sign Rendon too. Get him before he right. So they, I think, they're, they're, I think that? that's going to be like a side. Yeah, because they kind of affect thing. each other, right? Yeah. If you sign one, you may yeah. lose the other. Um, I don't think it's foregone that Bryce is. I mean, well, I'm not going to get into a whole thing about it, but I mean, I, I think you know. The, you figure some of the teams that have been taken out of the equation, you have some of the other big guys, okay, the Cubs and the Dodgers, sure. Right. But, I mean, he does like it here. You know, Yankees I don't think out. this is out of the – I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone. And I don't, I don't think that – you know, the way think I would say that there is – it's not a big chance, but you never know. Could they extend him in the middle of the year? Who knows? The money's going to be there. Strasburg did it, and right. we, we all yeah. thought and, Strasburg and, would go to the open market. Yeah, I don't right. think so. anybody expected that. So you never know. I think the money is there. It's it's just going to be a matter of where he you know, wants you to know be. You know what helps, right. though, George? You win a title, yeah. Yeah. that's real hard to leave. <laughs> yeah. You win a title, and then you look, and this is your yeah. organization, and then you might go, yeah, I'm going to go to the open market yeah. and, and take them for as much as I can get, but I, I think – in that you case, know what wouldn't help if he's be. on the open market. You're losing in the first round again next I year. Think then, yeah. I think, I think yeah. then we're walking, make a big walking off year. into the sunset, yeah. doff your hat. Um, they got to make a push. And in terms of making it, and you speaking about making a push, is there anything to this Arietta talk? No, I think Nothing. unless Arietta's unless his, I wouldn't touch him for four or five years. As he gets closer to the season and he brings his years down, uh-huh. so, would you do, a, do three with Arietta? I'd do two or three, wouldn't you? What's okay. he looking yeah, for? Yeah. Sure. He won four or five year four deal, which you're not going to get now. No. And as as a you Boris got guy, already. as a Boris yeah. guy, if yeah. he who who knows? Hey, you know my my guy Bryce is coming up. But you know we. Uh, how about that? Uh, like March March fifteenth, uh, the Nats just go. Hey, just signed uh, Jake Arrieta. Now yep. we got you know we got him for three years. Right. I don't know what a reasonable price for him is, but it may a three year contract as your fifth starter as your yeah, right that, or that, whatever. Yeah. But, but if you're I mean, looking you for a World rely, Series, that's a World Series staff, right? right? And you don't have to rely on Geo in the playoffs. Right. You can let oh. Geo be regular season Geo. Yeah. Just be regular season. Just be right. <laughs> just get, get the innings. Get that's the two hundred innings and the, hang out. Hang out. Throw some curveballs. That's it. Dominate the Marlins like you always yeah. do. Right. And, and uh, then come October, come out, hang with us. And then see what see what right exactly and see what Tanner Roark does. You know that's a then that's a great staff. Still mad about Tanner not being able to pitch now. He is too. But anyway. Yeah, but you you get Arietta with you know Mad Max and and Strasburg and Gio. Yeah, Gio. I'm just talking about those three. That's your big three right there. And Joe then, Ross won't be back. Won't be ready this year. Right. No. It's oh, good insurance, by the way. Like, look, Strauss has his injury issues sometimes, yeah. even yeah. if it's a strained elbow for a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, that keeps you on track. You go right. on a tough West Coast trip. Strasburg's not available. If you got a guy like Jake Arrieta, I mean, that's uh, that's going to keep you in. And and obviously, it's a weird situation because. Everybody expects him to win the division, and that's just never a good thing. Like you I, saw what happened in in uh, thirteen. In thir- yeah, yeah, right. So, Nats are that Nats may be the most fascinating to me, and I, there's a ton of good stuff with the Redskins, and God knows the Caps playoff saga is always fascinating. Uh, to I was going to ask who you think might go deeper, Wizards or Caps, or or neither. You know, Caps, you can't blame me for asking it that way because yep. you know Caps I, have passed his pro now or the rest of the way. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they, so they got a they got a goalie issue now. I mean, which I didn't know, see coming. Who did? Oh, no. That was not a storyline no. I had penciled in in in, in in August or whenever they came to training no, camp. Hobie in is Hobie is supposed to be the guy. You don't you don't think that it's got the yips in terms of yeah. And, and I hate if you use that term, but. There was That's a no good. Brent Johnson, their their former goalie, who's on uh, NBC Washington sometimes on their their post game show. He made it. He had a great Twitter thread yesterday where he said, and he's speaking from firsthand knowledge. He's like, look at Holtby's workload. He's played the most games, uh, started the most games in the NHL the last four years. Um, and then I looked at his playoff starts. He's had the third most playoff starts since 2012. Yeah, right. that's 59 games. That's an extra season. Old, he's yeah. only 28, so he's still young. Right. But when you take all of that accumulated weight, it's a lot of wind Johnson's tear. point was that you don't understand how hard that is on a goalie, mm-hmm. and that at some point you could just crack for a time. And it's mm-hmm. happened to other guys. It's happened to Roberto Luongo. It's happened yeah. to uh, Henrik Lundqvist for a time. Like. And we all get that the Caps aren't as good defensively as as they have been in the past, so that has to play a factor too. Grubauer's playing in front of the same guys, and his yeah. his stats since November first, as good as, I think they're first in the league in save are percentage. Um, <laughs> since now that's only twenty one games, sure. But as uh, to Still your point, that, that's uh, a decision you have to start making yeah. if uh, if if Hopi doesn't come back, say the next two weeks and settle in. Yeah, and in terms of the Wizards, it's it's a fluid situation because the East is so jumbled. You can 
be in third place and then you know lose two games and then you sitting in six and seven. So everybody is is so tightly contested. Matchup is huge, right? I mean, who, they, who they play in that first round? It is. Like, do you want to play what, Philly? I mean, I don't. What's I don't more know. key is when do you get Wall oh, okay. back? Can you get him back at least a couple games before the playoffs start? Because he's been out so it's long. Five he, weeks now. He's been. He was shooting this week. I think. It, yeah. I think it's going to be. I think it'll be more than a couple games. He's going to have to adapt. at least that, though. He's going to have to adapt to these guys. Right. That's the minimum that you want. You don't want him coming in first game of Finding a seven himself, game right, yeah, in right. the first round. You don't want that. Because, like you said, George, he's going to have to assimilate to mm-hmm. how the team is playing now. Yeah. Instead of going back to them having to adjust to him. If he's smart, he's going to go and adjust to how they're playing. He's going to have to have at least, at the very minimum, a few games. You want at least a couple weeks for him to get into that rhythm and get used to playing how they're playing right now. Yeah, how many, so this, how many games do you need? Do you uh, think? Does he need 10? Does he need 5? Between 5 and 10. I, I mean, would say seven, ideally 10, right? But, you want 10. Yeah. 7 would be nice. Okay. You Which know, is 7 least. in this, but the schedule's pretty jammed up, so exactly. 7 is two weeks. And, but he's, but he's, he's not going to be playing back-to-backs. If you got back-to-backs yeah, no, in that no, stretch, no. he's not right. going back-to-back. Right, right. So that's going to take some games off depending on how it's set up. Because not going to be much practice time. Right. And you also don't want to push him too much. Exactly. You, you can't go into the playoffs. He plays three games and then goes, yeah. ah, I'm shutting this thing down. I know yeah. we're up 3-1, but I'm shutting it down. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not even just... <laughs> Good night, everybody. Not even just getting him acclimated to how they're playing ball right now. It's his conditioning. Yeah. He's been out for... You well, know, Scott Brooks said that yesterday. He's shooting, but he's... T- I mean, he's, obviously, he's out of shape. Yeah. He's, he's got to get, get into conditioning... You know, during practice and, and off the court is one thing, but conditioning, having game time, playing in the game, he's got to get back to being in shape. As game my man Mike Shanahan, you say the mental reps. Mental reps get you nowhere. Well, the other issue though is the NBA schedule moved up this year, right? So it, it, this time of year, normally you'd have uh, maybe six weeks, six and a half weeks mm-hmm. to get ready for the playoffs, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. It's, now it's starting kind of simultaneously with hockey, yeah. which mm-hmm. is mid-April. That's a little oh, bit yeah, more. Yeah, a month out. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a little bit. We're a little bit at a crunch time here, so that that's a fascinating storyline. Yeah, I, I think they can make a push. I mean, it depends on where you end up. If they can somehow overtake uh, Cleveland at three, they're setting themselves up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Even if they're at four, and they have to, and they end up playing Indiana. I'll take them against Indiana in, in, in the first in a, in, a, in a series. I'll take them against Indiana yeah. because Oladipo has not had to carry a team on his shoulders for an entire series. He's never been the guy. Mm -hmm. He's he's been on teams with other guys that have been able to show the load. This is his first year being an all-star and being the vocal point of the team. Just a different level. Exactly. Can he sustain that for an entire series? Not to say that he can't, but he hasn't done it before. So that's an advantage for the Wizards. I I got something for you, George. How about Wizards, Sixers? Caps Flyers, Flyers? first oh. round series. Oh, nice! We'll just all just caravan up and down. <laughs> really, that's easy. That'd be the easiest thing ever. That's easy. Those are day trips. That's a, those are day trips. You can come back home. I don't want to see Philly. Well, I, I don't know that it's you the best thing for either team. I don't want to see them. Not in hockey either. The Flyers no. are probably the hottest team no. in the, yeah. since but, but the, what, Caps, the first couple. Uh, of... You'd rather have the Penguins have to deal with them in the first round. Yeah. that's um, what you just want but to win. Winning the Metro is going to be tough now. If you're you're solidly in second, maybe even in third, that's tough. Is there a scenario where they have to play the Lightning? Uh, they would have to slip all the way to the. Uh, they would have to slip on Columbus, who is on fire yeah. and is now only. Since they played the Capitals. So the Devils are in fourth, and they have they have slipped. Uh, Columbus is one point behind them yeah. for the the final playoff spot. Right. If you end up there, you play the Lightning. Yeah, I that, think they're the a, Eastern Conference champions personally yeah, with right. uh, their. Trade they just made with the Rangers right. too. McDonough, Brian McDonough coming in, who knows the Caps well from beating them in the playoffs almost every year uh, from, yeah. from the Rangers. So that would be that's worst case if the Caps really slide. I don't think they'll slide out of the play. No, I mean they're they're too far yeah. up now, but um, and they have some once they get through this trip, their schedule lightens up. But um, yeah, if they slip into that wild card spot, um, have to play the Penguins in the first round or have to oh, play the geez. Lightning. I you mean, don't want that. no. That's that's a recipe for uh, four or five games and see ya. So, this is not a local compelling story. But this week at the Combine, this has happened before. Darius Geist, the guy that you like, G, out yes, of LSU, 
said that he was asked during interview processes at the uh, Combine, do you like men? He was also asked, uh, your mother sells herself. How do you feel about that? Where do you guys weigh in on what the consequences should be with teams asking these sort of questions? Because they've been doing it for a long time. They asked Des Bryant, you know, was his mama crackhead or something like that. They, I know why they do it, but are they starting to cross a line that they need not be crossing? First of all, one question is just offensive. The other question is illegal because this is a job interview. What, what, is, what is their slogan? What do they sell? This is, they tell the players, this is the biggest job interview of your life. Right. You cannot ask on any job interview, on any level, about a person's sexuality. That's illegal now, at least in, in most states, as far as I know. So I'm guessing in the NFL they would say, well, it's not technically a job interview. Like they would but they try sell to, it as that. Yeah, they do. I mean, it, it's not... Um, it's kind of another, it goes hand in hand with the NFL being uh, like a win at all costs leagues. Yeah. Like you, you ignore some things that maybe yeah. in, in the general in population life. and in real life. And I, and I know that they wouldn't wanna, be cool. You, yeah, I mean, you want to, they want to get a, see what, they, what gets a rise they're out of They're trying to rattle kids. They're trying to sure. get a reaction sure. from you. Yeah. But and like, that's fine. It's all well and good. But there's a lot of other things that you can talk about besides someone's family. Their mother, you know, uh, what their preferences are. Yeah, I, I talked to. Th- there are other things that, that you can get that will get a reaction or rise out of somebody. Maybe they just are out of questions, you know, that are above board that get a rise out of people. I don't know. It's pushing the envelope for sure. I yeah. mean, I, I talked to guys at the combine last year, and they would say, they would add f- funny stories. I mean, they would say. Yeah, they asked me if I was a cat or a dog. You know, stuff yeah. like that. That's just you, you can, off the wall. You can stuff. do that. Just off the wall stuff that's wacky that that will get a reaction that you want. You don't right. have to go go there. I'm trying to think of the other one that was really uh, funny. Man. I think OJ Howard from Alabama, the yeah. tight end, had a good story where he's like, um, I think the coaches asked him. This is a good way to do this. Like, do you, so? Do you like football? That was the question, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like, lose, lose there. Like I can't answer that question in any way without it being it's so it rattles you because yeah, you're trying yeah. to think what does the coach want to hear? Um, I think I think the question more precisely was what do you what do you like or about, not like about, about football? There, it was right. just phrased in a way that however he answered it what could have come off as bad. Yeah, and so it really put him in a pressure spot in a in an obviously what we're talking about is a job interview, and. Uh, and those are the kind of things I think are fine to ask to, yeah. to try to shake. Those, those are above board. Those kids, are fine. But, but when you start pushing the envelope. Now, DeMora Smith seems to think that he's, he's made a statement that these teams should be identified and banned from the combine. Other people have said, uh, you know, maybe ban them a year or two, or they should lose draft picks. Society is changing in so many ways. Yeah. This, this yeah. may have it to is. change as the well. The publicity yeah. of this is not good for the league right. no. to have that happen. I, I think uh, I think you can maybe issue some warnings here this year and say enough of that. We're not doing that anymore because it'll leak out. Kids are going to talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's talk. social media. You can't. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it. these questions have been asked for decades yep. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And but during a time, I couldn't imagine what they would ask people in the. 70s, 80s, not you know when there wasn't social media, when it really was a no closed oversight. room situation, yeah. and whatever was asked in there did not get out, and if it if it did, it was just word of mouth. Yep. It was not leaked to the entire right. nation and, and, and four different media outlets to get a hold of. Um, I, I will be something else. They'll, I mean, it'll, yeah, they'll bring up and they'll. I, I was watching. I think Woody Page made a suggestion that all of them should be videotaped. In the interviews, and in, in in those interviews, the tapes of the interviews should be sent to the league and reviewed to see if there are any inappropriate mm-hmm. question, line of questioning you know, going on. I don't think that's a bad idea. No, I, could, I could probably see the league. I, I, I don't know, know the legal aspects probably, of it, but I, I think the league could do that and but say, I think the, you know what, some the of the teams, teams do that anyway? The team, some, some, doing, you know, some teams may not even care for this. They'll ask it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm but, saying. But Would the, you get a sanitized interview? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but what yeah, you have Which is the opposite complaint, right? right. That's fair. Yeah, but you have to you have to be it's a certain line because you, I know it's the NFL and I know it's it's athletics and to them they're different from everywhere else. But 
the law is the law. And if you can't ask that interview anywhere else, I mean, ask those questions anywhere else. Like he said, it's the NFL. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what they do. But is it is it what they should do? Right. Well, I well, know what fair. they're trying <clears throat> to do. But, you know, once you start getting to the gray area of illegal and offensive or whatever, you know, then I, you may need to tweak that. Something. I think that pushback, that social media pushback you talked about will right. have an impact. Yeah. Whether it's the league coming down on them, like Dimitri said, or whatever. Uh, at some point, they're going to go, look. Let's be cooler with our questions right. here. Let's right. be smart. And if you're not smart, then we're going to take some action and make but sure I, you you fought me toe the line. And that's what you hope. But I also believe what George said. There will be teams that just don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. That's what They'll to hell with. It. I'm going to say what I want to say. Yeah, do what you want. Draft pick. I don't care. I'm going to run the way I want to run it because My that's team. how the NFL. Yeah. That's how the NFL is. That's how the owners are. Yeah. That's they are. What are you going to do to me? I'm above the law. They have that sort of mentality. So, yeah, some teams might fall in line. Then you might have some teams that do it. Show me what you're going to do. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's that. That's our homework for the weekend. To think, think more about <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> Brian McNally, the sports capital. Thanks so much for spending an hour with Thanks, us here. Hey, Thanks guys. coming on, man. Thanks for having me in anytime. What do you think of the studio? It's nice, isn't it? It's nice. Yeah, this is it's a good I know studio. it's freezing in here. That's my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm used yeah. to hockey rinks, though, so it's all right. <laughs> there this you is, go. This is warm. <laughs> These guys are at Sports Capital DC on Twitter. We're at DMV Sports Round 1. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, and WTOP's mobile app. You just tap listen for Redskins fans large and small all around the world God help us <laughs>